to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. Playoffs? What are you talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. Welcome back to another episode of NFL in the Zone. I'm your host, Ryan Watson, joined by my co-host, Jose Ferras and Jeremy Wilkes. Guys, how you doing? Hey, Ryan. How's it going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Good, good. Everything's good. Um, ready for another big week. Last week, a lot of upsets and a lot of surprises, but um, that's that's what the NFL is about. So it, it's uh, it's a crazy league. This league's been uh, it's been crazy, and last week was uh, was a crazy one. To say the like, I think I, I think I just said crazy like eight times in one sentence. It's okay if it, if it's warranted, it makes sense. I'd like to point out that you guys were wrong last week, um, and my my predictions are slowly starting to come true. I don't seem so crazy as I did at the beginning of the season because the Giants beat the Ravens. You the Giants did beat so, the Ravens. Yes, they did. That was, so that was great. High. You guys were so high on the Ravens. There's no way Brian Dabble and the Giants will win. And guess what happened? Not to mention, Baker Ryan's Mayfield. One, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say that Ryan's one sent Darnold start away from. We not, not never hit the end of it. Baker Mayfield injured. PJ Walker loses. What's the next step, guys? I want to hear you say it. Honestly, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Like, New York's, uh, first of all, is a great pick. So, we got to give credit where credit is due. But New York is so disrespected. It is insane. They're underdogs again this week. And I don't, I I, like, I don't think they're that good, but I I can't, I don't think I can bet against them this week. Like, it's it's tough. They keep winning. It's like the Jets. Like, they're only, they're underdogs too, right? Yeah, they are. Like it's it's crazy. Like the disrespect they get from Vegas. Denver is the most like respected team in the league by Vegas for some reason, and they just put up stinkers every single week. Yeah, the Jaguars are favored over the Giants. How is that possible? Yeah, yeah, and it's exactly. not even. It's like three point favorites. They're favored by a field goal. So if the Giants were at home, it would be like a pick'em, which doesn't really make sense because Jacksonville. <laughs> Yeah, Jacksonville hasn't looked good the past couple weeks, so yeah, I'm because confused. yeah, usually the home team keeps uh, gets three points over the, the away team. So if the game was in New York, the Giants would be favored by three, and on a neutral field, it would be it'd be a pick. Okay. No, actually, before, before we before we get too hung up on the Giants, let's let's get a bit of a preview going for this week, tonight's game. Saints versus Arizona. Arizona. Yep. Most notable return, DeAndre Hopkins back in the lineup for the Cardinals. How do we think that game's going to go? I know that they have another stellar weapon in Robbie Anderson that they just added thanks to the anarchy that is going on in Carolina, which is why Sam Darnold will start in the next two weeks. But I digress. D-Hop back. Kyler and, and D-Hop obviously have a connection. How do we think that game's going to go? Well, uh, uh, yeah, I, I can go first. Uh, so, uh, well, it's looking like Andy Dalton's going to get the start again for the Saints. Um, I mean, obviously getting Hop back is a huge thing for the Cardinals. I do think that that's probably going to kickstart their offense a little bit. They have been struggling lately. Um, they obviously they lost also Marquise Brown last week, which is a huge bummer for them because he had been producing. I think that playing both Brown and Hopkins would have been really good for them. They traded for Robbie Anderson, which to me is not gonna fix like any of the walls uh, currently happening with this offense. But I mean, I guess it's always a good idea to trade for a guy who's yelling at their coaches on the sidelines, right? And I well, it's it's a really hard game for me. I, I I think I would like favor the Saints a little bit here, just because from a defensive standpoint, I I feel like the Saints are a way better team than the Cardinals right now. But both teams have so many injuries. Like Martian Lattimore is not gonna play for the Saints. It's a huge piece of their defense on offense. They're not gonna get Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Andrew Andrew Speed, the guard. I mean, it's really tough to. Ch- 
to pick the Saints here, especially with so many injuries. But I just don't see this Cardinals team being any kind of threat. Maybe maybe Hopkins coming back changes everything. I don't know. How do you feel about this one, Jeremy? Uh, I'm in the same boat as you. I think the Cardinals, it's it's going to take a little bit of time. Uh, like DeAndre Hopkins, I don't think he's been practicing with the team. So they've been away for weeks now. Um, it's going to take a little bit of an adjustment period. The Arizona offensive line is kind of stinky. And the Saints D, like you said, there's more structure there. You know what you're going to get from them. Um, they are missing Lattimore but they still have Cameron Jordan, Demario Davis, um, and their safety pairing of Marcus May and Tyron Matthew are pretty solid. So, I mean, you're getting more structure from the Saints. Andy Dalton, I don't think he's too much of a downgrade from Jameis Winston, I'm being honest. Um, and they're getting Olive back today. I think he's probable to play. So I, I, I agree with you. I think the Saints um, as underdogs are probably the play in this one. Um, also, a little fun fact, the Cardinals haven't won a home game. They're 0-8 in their last eight home games. So wow. they really struggle at home for some reason. Um, and maybe it's because yeah. Kyler can't see over his offensive line. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you mentioned a lot of it there. Uh, he's going to play for sure. He's not even uh, listed on the injury report. So he's going to play. And also, he's a great start for fantasy because they have no one else to throw the ball to, right? Yeah, and, and the Cardinals' defense, like we said, is pretty weak. Um, yeah, so I, I like, yeah, I mean, Fantasy Olive is a good start. Um, who else do they have? Callaway. Um, who have they been getting the ball to the last couple of weeks? I guess um, Tyson Hills is, like, doing a lot of damage uh, in the ground, running the ball. I, I've still a lot of discussion about, like, Tyson Hill, baby, like making the switch to running back because basically what he like he has only been running the ball lately he's listed as a tight end but he never catches a pass like he only rushes the ball so maybe he could be like a running back and yeah back no it's, he's, he's a good uh, a good piece for them to have he, he does a lot on offense and especially those short yardage plays like you can run him in the in the shotgun and You've got Kamara in the backfield too. You can run a read option and stuff. Like there's there's a lot of stuff they could do with him. So yeah. Another another fun fact. I don't know. Whoever doesn't follow our Instagram page at NFL in the zone, go do that because you get loads of fun facts. One of which is that the Saints are 0-11 in their last 11 primetime games on the road. So not only are the Arizona Coyotes on a home field slip, the Saints can't win on the road in primetime either. So it's that's really just a Andy Dalton. Wait, wait, wait. Just to clarify, that's Andy Pardon Dalton. Pardon me. Pardon Don't me. Worry. I apologize. No, no, Quarterback's no, no, basically no, half the team. Yeah. But okay. regardless, there's a lot of uh, O in the win categories, zeros in the win categories of both the Saints and the Cardinals coming into this game. Um, gotta give. Something's gotta give. Someone's got to give. I, you guys don't seem to be as high on the Cardinals as I am. I know Kyler Murray is not my favorite quarterback in the league, as expressed earlier this season, but I, I think the Saints are down bad enough that Kyler's not going to have much of a problem um, getting to their getting to their defense. Um, I think Marshawn Lattimore out of out of the game and and introducing D Hop into it. I think that's going to be the the game changer of this one. I, I could be wrong, but uh, I think the Cardinals are definitely, uh, it, for me, a little bit higher than I think they are for you. Um, my issue, sorry, before we move on, my issue yeah, yeah, go for the, it. Um, the Cardinals is like they're missing Rodney Hudson, they're missing Justin Pugh, and their offensive line already has struggled this year. So I think they're going to have a really tough time with this Saints uh, defensive line. And the linebackers are pretty good. Like the linebackers for uh, New Orleans, Demario Davis has been really good. So yeah, the Cardinals are favored by two and a half and the line has been moving in favor of the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been getting um, majority of the bets, but I think the Saints are the play here considering um, the Cardinals struggles at home and the defense. I don't think there's gonna be too many points in this one, but 
if we're going to say that, then we got to look at the defense. And I think the Saints have a much better defense than the Cardinals. So I would take the Saints in this one. I think yeah. there's something to be said for value, too. I think from a betting perspective, the Saints being the underdogs gives you much more value. For sure. Um, and if you're looking at it, at, at it from that perspective, then I would also pick the Saints. Mm-hmm. But for me, outright winner, Cardinals. But then again, it's kind of up in the air for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. a tough game to pick. Both teams are really struggling right now. Um, the Cardinals scored nine points last week. I mean, New Orleans played pretty well last week. They gave up a uh, last uh, minute or two-minute touchdown to the Bengals. Um, but they still scored 26 points against the Bengals' defense. So, um, yeah, I think the, the Saints are in a better spot right now. Okay, I'm going to – I agree. Oh, sorry, Jose, are you good? No, yeah, I'm good. I mean, I just yeah, – I'm going to go with the Saints too. Okay, it makes sense. So, I'm going to throw you guys a bit of a curveball. We just covered Thursday Night Football. I want each of you – to pick a one o'clock game, a four thirty game, and um, a prime time game, either Sunday or Monday, and I want to get your reactions on them. Which ones are you most excited for in each time slot? Okay. I'll give you mine first. I'll, I know it's a bit of a curveball. We, I'm trying to spice things up a bit. No, you go. I, you you say your game. Go. I I am interested to see. I got, I got to go with the Colts and the Titans. I think – I know it's not going to be a great game, but I think it's going to be a telltale game for what's to come in the AFC South. Um, Matt Ryan obviously coming off a, a season best game last week um, from what I saw. Yeah. And the Titans are coming off a bye week, so they're going to have fresh legs. Derrick Henry is going to be – running the ball down the throat of the Colts, but it'll be interesting to, to see how that game sets the tone for the rest of the division. Yeah, you're 100% right. That division's really tight right now. I think there's three teams that are separated by um, one game, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, I think they're separated by one game or one and a half games. So, yeah, that's, that's a big game, and it's a divisional one. Um, I don't see a lot of points being scored in that one. Like, these teams, it seems like they play each other, like, more than two times a year. Do you guys know what I mean? Like, whenever yeah, it seems it's like they true. play each other like so often, and it's, we're like, usually when it comes to divisional games, the there's like one game at the beginning of the year and one game at the end. But these two are like always playing like early on in the year, and then I don't know. It's weird. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I Derek Henry usually like steam drove the Colts and everyone else in the AFC South. Um, I, it's uh, it's always tough to choose any matchup in the AFC South. They all like stink right now. I I do, I do not I do not trust the Titans at all. I think like we we've said like the Titans always play like ugly football and find ways to win, and the Colts have been doing that as well this year. Like I know we've been like kind of cheating on the Colts a little bit lately, but they they have a positive record. If not for a weird tie against the Texans, they would have been four and two. And I wonder if that would change the way we, we look at this Colts team because, like, no one's talking about the Colts as real contenders in the AFC just because of that tie. If they were 4-2 yeah, and and right now at the top of the AFC South, like, everyone would be looking at them like, maybe, oh, well, the defense is playing well, you know, maybe Matt Ryan figures it out and, and the team, like, hits a stride. I think people are scarred from that Thursday night football game against the Broncos, or at least I am because that – I don't know why I keep bringing that game up. It was so bad. And like, yeah, that was, that was painful to watch. But, and um, I have, I have a tricky question for you guys. Like who's the only team in the AFC South that has a, a net positive when it comes to points scored and points allowed? Jacksonville now. Yeah, exactly. Like all the other three teams have like, they allowed more points than they scored. So like, that's insane. Like the Titans and the Colts, they both like allowed, almost 120 points and the Titans haven't even scored a hundred points yet. Like yeah, the, Titans the Titans offense, I know they played one last game then, then because they already had their bye, but like the Titans offense is like amongst, amongst the worst in the league. They have like almost as many points scored as the Texans who also had a bye. I mean, it's, it's not looking good and their defense is not playing super well as well. I mean, it's, I think that whoever is think like it's, it's going to be a game of, of like, going back to the, the 80s and smash mouth football because I think that Jonathan Taylor is coming back for the Colts. Uh, do we have an update on that? I'm almost sure he's going to play. Yeah, I think um, he practiced today, so I think he's coming back. 
and um, yeah, it's a big a big game for them. So if he's he was he was practicing a little bit last week, but they said he just wasn't feeling right for the game. So I expect him to play this week. Um, that, I mean, that's not saying much. Not like I have any insider information, but he did practice today. So Ryan, seems like you want to say something here. No, I just because I remember seeing something about Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines being out this week. Oh, really? Like, it, it might, I may, it may have been like uh, an outdated thing. I'm not yeah, sure. No. I'm trying to find it now. Last time I checked, um, like Taylor said something about like he <clears throat> decided not to play in week six. He said something about like listening to his body. He was telling him he wasn't ready yet to, to play. Oh, okay. so. Well, if he if he uh, if they don't play this week, I dropped Dion Jackson, so that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, okay. Who, Brian, who are you guys, you guys picking on this game? Huh? Who are you guys going? Like, are you guys gonna pick the Titans? Oh yeah, I gotta I gotta go with the Titans purely based on the fact that I have um, Derrick Henry as my starting running back. Um, in fantasy, <laughs> no other reason. Uh, the reason I picked it as an interesting game was just because of the implications in their division. I think it'll be in probably what could be considered one of the worst divisions in football, if not the worst division in football. It'll be interesting to see how this sets the tone for the rest of the division. That's why I picked it, not because it's going to be a fantastic football game. Yeah, I know. I agree with you. Um, I'm going to lean towards Tennessee. They've kind of had the Colts number. I think they've won the last three meetings and maybe more than that. I just looked at their last three and I know they won those. So I'm going to lean towards Tennessee. They're coming off a bye. Um, they're a little healthier than they were before and they got fresh legs. The Colts are coming off a emotional win against the Jags on the road. So, um, yeah, I'm going to lean towards Tennessee as well. Yeah, I think I, I'm gonna go with Tennessee. Uh, just like you said, I think that coming off a bye is the, one of the most important things, especially for a team that's so physical like the Titans. Like I, I feel like they're gonna be firing on all cylinders when it comes to being very physical. At the line of scrimmage, they have a really good defensive line. The Colts' O line has been struggling a lot, so I trust Tennessee to to get a lot of pressure and and just basically dominate. Uh, oh, the Colts were at home last yeah. week. I made a mistake, but. Yeah, they they played at home against the Jags. Yeah. Right. Anyways, uh, Brian told us to pick a one o'clock game and a four p.m. game. I'm gonna go with my one o'clock Browns Ravens. Uh, same reason as Brian just as Brian just said. Um, it's it's a, a game with major implications in the division. Uh, weirdly enough, the AFC North has not been as strong as we thought. Um, I know that like the records don't necessarily reflect where each team is at right now. I think that the Ravens are better than three and three. So are the Bengals and maybe even the Browns are better than two and four. They had the loss against the Jets that honestly was like a big fluke by, by New York. So I think that all three teams have a, a good shot of, of winning the division later on. And if the Browns want to be taken seriously, they have to win this game. They have to beat the, the, the Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson didn't practice today. Neither did Mark Andrews. Uh, they're both going to be questionable for for the game on on sunday that obviously neither of them can take the field the browns are going to be huge favorites in my opinion if they they play which they probably are going to play i'm not sure like in what capacity but they're probably going to play then the ravens are slightly favorites because honestly the quarterback position is just so different like lamar is so much better than jacoby Brissett. i know that the browns running game has been really good but it was terrible last week. Exactly. They, you, like, they lean so much in the running game that every time you, you, like, you, you become so one-dimensional that every time you face a defensive coordinator and a guy, a defensive mastermind like Bill Belichick that knows what he's doing, like, even if your running game is good, you're not going to be able to run the ball, right? You're not going to be able to establish the run because they're just going to fill the box. They're just going to make you throw the ball. And Jacoby Brissett had 45 passes last week. It's not even that the, the Chubb was bad. He ran for like almost five yards a carry. But like when you're trailing and you're forced to pass like 45 times with Jacoby Brissett, you're going to lose. And I trust the Ravens to do the same. I trust the Ravens to challenge Brissett into winning the game with his arm. And I know that Belichick used to coach Brissett. So like he knew a lot about his former quarterback to be able to 
get him in tough situations. But I think that the Ravens are also smart enough uh, to, to cook up something like that. But the Ravens have been the worst fourth quarter team in the league so far. They're the second best in the first three quarters and the worst when it comes to point differential in the fourth quarter. So it's all about not shooting themselves in the foot again. Uh, the Ravens well, why have... do you think that is, Jose, actually? Yeah, I guess why do you think that the Ravens I don't know. That's a... Is it the coaching or is it their... Because Lamar runs out of gas by the fourth quarter because he's doing everything. Okay, but Josh Allen does everything, and they, they seem to be just fine in, in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I don't think I don't think that the Bills, as much as it looks like it from where I'm sitting, I don't think the Bills rely on Josh Allen as much as the Ravens need Lamar Jackson. I don't know. I that think, might not be a, that might not be a popular opinion, but, well, but I think that's fair. That's fair. I think that's fair. No, that's I a fair statement. A yeah, it's a, a fair statement. The, but the way that the Bills have been using Josh Allen, I think it's they're pretty much like running him every single play. He's doing something like running, throwing. Yeah, but, like they've rarely run the ball. They've been a little better in the run game recently, but Josh Allen is like. But he's know, also I'm, gotten. Josh Allen has also been so good that he gets the fourth quarter off in some games. Yeah, but I mean, so, I'm just saying like their usage is both like they're both really high. And I mean, if Lamar's getting tired by the fourth quarter, then be better with your play calling and don't run him to the ground by the fourth quarter if you're the coaches. But I, yeah. I don't think that's the reason. I think it's just the coaching and their situational football. Like they're not very good, clearly. And it's a big problem. And the thing is, a team like that should be good when they have the lead because they have Lamar who can run the ball. They have uh, Dobbins who's been pretty good this year. And they have like Mark Andrews. They have good good weapons on offense and they have good players. Like, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. To yeah. Me. Even their defense, right? Their defense is really good, like on paper. So yeah. They, yeah. They just collapse every fourth quarter. It's weird. Like, I don't know. It, it's like... I think they're a really good team, like you said, Jose. But um, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with them. They they can't win. Uh, can't close out a game. Yeah. But anyways, I'm gonna go with the Ravens. Even even after we sh- like <laughs> we said bad things about the Ravens for ten minutes straight, I'm gonna pick the Ravens here. I I, I it's just like you picked the Ravens like, last week, eh? I mean, yeah. What can, what can I say? never going mean, to let us live that down. Yeah, he's never going to let. Especially, it's, it's against his brownies now. So, maybe, like, <laughs> are, you go, are you going browns here? Right? Oh, no. Not at all. Not in the slightest. <laughs> um, I don't trust Jacoby Brissett at all. Um, Do you guys – okay, so the spread's six and a half. Do you guys think that the Ravens win by a touchdown or more? Uh. No, I don't know. No, I, I, I think the Browns keep it close. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Ravens game. to win, but the Browns to cover. Well, where are they playing? In Baltimore. In Baltimore, yeah. Uh, Six and a half is a lot in a divisional game. I always like, I always feel like a touchdown is too many points. I know there's like Jacoby Brissett's um, in there and he's nowhere near um, Lamar. But one I thing think- I will say though, is that I think the run game is going to bounce back because both Kareem and Nick Chubb had a terrible, terrible game. That's just going to keep him in it, I think. I agree. I think based that, on uh, based on their average, like what they usually do. Um, and so I think they're going to come back with a bit of a vengeance. So I, I think the spread's a little much, but I still like the Ravens over the Browns for sure. Can okay. Drake look like a beast against the Giants? We're all in the same boat on this. It's also here. supposed to rain in Baltimore for the game, so it could That's be an good. ugly one. That's good for uh, the under and Cleveland, I guess. Yeah, so what's your game, Jeremy, for the one o'clock window? I guess my game for the one o'clock, I'm not going to take a divisional game. I'm going to take uh, Detroit at Dallas. Um, we got the return of Dak Prescott. Um, we've got Detroit coming off a bye. Um, one of the most exciting teams in the league. They give up a thousand points. They score a thousand points. So I'm expecting a interesting game. And one of the matchups that I'm looking forward to is Mika Parsons. Is it Micah or Mika? I always get this messed up. I think it's Micah. Micah, Micah Parsons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is Micah. 
Micah Parsons against this Detroit Lions offensive line. It's one of the strongest units in the league. And I think that Detroit, um, if they can handle Micah Parsons, um, they're going to keep this game close. And I think there's going to be some points scored in this one for sure. So I think it's going to be a really exciting game. Should I start Dallas defense on fantasy? No. <laughs> do, you have, do you have a who's available on the waiver wire? I need to check. I'm not entirely sure, but yeah. I mean, I know that the Lions offense has been scoring a lot of points, but they just dropped a goose egg. Yeah, they did. They did. But they're coming off a bye. They're 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 um they had a week to prepare or two weeks, sorry. And um yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna show up and show out in Dallas. Like teams teams uh Dallas is the mecca of the NFL. So I think they're gonna come out and play a really good game. And I guess I'll give my pick for that. I don't think I don't know if they're gonna win, but I think they're gonna cover the seven points for sure. And I'd give yeah. them I give them a chance to win that game. Wow, DeAndre Swift's is coming back as well for the for Detroit, and Amon Hassan Brown's gonna play. Yeah, everyone's back. Play. Everyone's yeah. back and ready to go. What do you guys do? You guys have a pick for that one, or do you guys have a take for that one? I got I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go with the Cowboys. Um, not because I'm happy or or I think Dak is gonna do anything super great i just don't trust the lions um i think dak is gonna have a, a good game i don't think he's gonna break any stat lines or, or have any sort of like huge comeback game because his injury is on his hand but i just the, the lions are just so unpredictable that and the cowboys defense is, has been solid and, and their offense has been serviceable so i think uh, i gotta go with the cowboys um obviously yeah. Cooper Rush losing last week to the Eagles gets gets the uh undefeated record uh ruined and so now they have to go back to their other quarterback <laughs> but uh no I got I got to go with the Cowboys. You think Look they're going to cover uh... the 7 7 points? Oh yeah mm. sure why right. not? Ryan is giving up on the Cooper Rush experiment already. All it took was one loss. Well, but, uh, I told you, I told you, as long as he was undefeated, he needed to be their starter. He's no longer undefeated, so now he's not their starter. You know, I, I, know, okay. I know exactly. If, if you never lost a game and won a Super Bowl, then, yeah, you keep him in. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> at the same time, I'm going to go with the Cowboys, uh, even against the spread. The Lions are the worst defense in the NFL. They've allowed the most points in the NFL, even though they already had their bye. So, like, they're the even with one game less than everyone else, they still allowed more points than any other team in the league. So I do think that Dak's going to come back with a bang um, because just because they're going to be playing such a bad Lions defense. I know they've invested a lot in the defense lately, especially in the draft with guys like Okuda, Hutchinson, but I do not trust this Lion defense. Even coming off a bye, I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on Dan Campbell. I know everyone loves him. He's the rah-rah guy that everyone gets behind he's biting kneecaps and all and everyone thinks that like he's the greatest because he's very loud i mean i want to see results I, I like the guy i think he's great i think he's uh an excellent locker room mo motivator and, and all but at the same time i the results are not coming in right it's basically the same thing they had with matt patricia when it comes to, to results so at, at one point we have to look at, at what's happening and, and evaluate them for for the record and the lions I know that the, the, the offense has been producing. They have been surprising a little bit. Well, all we have to go by now is the fact that the worst defense and they dropped a goose egg against the Patriots a couple of weeks from now. So how can we have any faith this team is not one of the favorites to draft number one overall next year? So I'm going to choose the Cowboys. They're coming, so sorry to cut you off there, Ryan, but just to it's all good. finish. Uh, I, I'm going to choose the Cowboys. They're coming off uh, a loss against the Eagles that they were way more competitive with the the, the backup QB going in, in in a tough environment to play in, in, in Philly. So I, I don't see the, the, the Lions keeping it competitive against the Cowboys. I could be wrong, like I was with the Ravens and the Giants last week. But, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the, the Cowboys. Your Lions, you're disparaging the Lions. They've been riddled with injuries. I don't know if it's necessarily the coaching staff, but their players just suck. 
<laughs> no, yeah, I, that's true. But we've seen like coaches do like uh, more with less, right? Like Brian Dable with the Giants. Uh, I'm not even sure like the lines of the Giants, the rosters are somewhat comparable, aren't they? Well, not really. When you compare, you're comparing Jamal Williams to Saquon. That I mean, seems a I'm comparing Swift. Egregious. I'm comparing Swift. I mean, the offense is the yeah, but like, Swift I is think injured, the Lions, though. That's what I'm saying. Lions have a better offense than the Giants. Just the Giants' defense is so much better than the Lions. I think. Like I, I think the Lions have a better offense. If I'm being but honest. the Giants, the Giants have a really bad roster. Come on, like they're five and one, but they might be the worst five and one team I've ever seen in terms of. That's I, I mean, like. I don't. I, I want to bet against them again this week. But the Giants have the worst offense in the NFL. I can't, like, I can't, personnel. I, like I know Ryan's gonna take the Giants because <laughs> they should be your favorite team at this point. Honestly, they should. They so should. The Jets. So those are our one o'clock game picks for the most, uh, I guess, interesting or, or, um, I guess, yeah, most interesting to watch or the ones with the most implications if you're on the side of me and Jose. But let's move on to the four o'clock <laughs> games. Uh, Jeremy, which one are you taking? The four o'clock game that I am taking, and I think everyone in the world is taking is the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers, a rematch of Super Bowl 50. Someone help me out here. 55? I think it was 54. Um, 54. Yeah, I think it's 54 too. Um, yeah, this is a, a big matchup. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are coming off a tough home loss to the Buffalo Bills. Um, the San Francisco 49ers are coming off a tough loss to the Atlanta Falcons. I think they were honestly looking ahead to this game and um, credit to the Falcons because they did play a great game and they, they kind of dominated them. But I think San Francisco's had their eyes on this one. And um, yeah, I'm really excited for this one. You don't get to see it too often because they're in different conferences, but um, should be a great game. There's a lot of good players in this one on both sides of the ball. Um, yeah, I'm really excited for this one. Um, what do you guys think of this game? I mean, it's, it's got to be the game of the week, no? No. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to walk <laughs> all over the 49ers. So, do that be it. Patrick Mahomes is going to show up and just destroy them. For the sole reason and the fact that the 49ers defense is injured to the nth degree, and I don't think that they're going to be able to keep up with Chiefs offense. I, I completely uh, agree. I think I, I think it's going to be a lot closer than than you guys think because well, so I'll tell do, you why. So do the bet makers because they're only minus the spreads minus three for the yeah, Chiefs. No, I think I think it's going to be a lot closer because I think the 49ers, Well, they rarely get blown out to be honest. Last week was kind of uh, was different because they lost by double digits. I think, but um, I think they're going to get they're going to run the ball a lot. Um, they're going to do what they do, what they always do. And this team, they had a bad week, but they're still one of the best teams in the league, in my opinion. Um, Debo, Brandon Ayuk. Um, Ayuk's starting to play a lot better, like we saw in the second half of last season. Debo's playing great. Jimmy doesn't turn the ball over, which is going to help them in this one. Um, and then George Kittle, obviously there. And then on the defensive side, um, I don't think Nick Bosa has been ruled out for this one. I don't think he's going to play but he hasn't been ruled out. But their front seven overall um, is one of the best in the league. And I just think they're going to keep this one close and potentially win this game. No, yeah, I think it's all about the health of the 49ers. Uh, the only thing that's stopping the game from being a blowout is the fact that the, the Chiefs have to travel to San Francisco. It's not easy to play in the West for any team that is not close like it's a four-hour flight from kansas city to san francisco so oh, so now now the flying and, and the jet lag matters last week it didn't but... well of course it matters no Whoever ryan, it ryan matters. was the one who said last week well that's because yeah. they had a, they had a week to get over it the chiefs are only going to get there on what friday or saturday no 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 but i'm saying like the practice week kind of it messes up the practice week and the, the schedule a little bit like going from london to uh the u.s but but i mean yeah at the same time it's like you said um 
if if Bo's a place, that's huge for the for the Niners for sure. I, I I don't think he's gonna play, but he played. He he practiced yesterday in a, on a limited capacity, so he might play. He lost mostly for the year. That's a huge loss. Jimmy Ward's also limited. Maybe Trent Williams comes back, which is also huge for their offense. Yeah, um, I don't think he's. Uh, I think it's too soon, but he's he's a free. He practiced. Agent, so. he, he practiced yesterday on a limited yeah. capacity yeah. as well. But I, I think that the 49ers could see this game and go like, well, I mean, we can afford to lose the Chiefs. It's not a, let's hold out a couple guys and not risk like injuring them further and just maybe wait until next week to to unleash everyone. But I mean, I I like like Ryan said, I don't see a world where Jimmy G like manages to go like bullet bullet with Patrick Mahomes. I I think that. The 49ers have been a little out of sorts lately. They haven't been as good as, well, I predicted before the season. They are still first place in the division. They still seem to me to be the best team in the NFC West. Uh, certainly the most talented, especially with the Rams collapsing a little bit. So, but I don't know, like three points seems not a lot for, for, for a game like this. I think, well, honestly, I think um, their defense, I, I really think that they were looking ahead to this week rather than, um, um, and that's why they, they just didn't look good last week at all. You if, think so? But like, they, they play the Rams next week. I think that. Yeah, I mean, they could be looking towards that. Um, but this, they know, like, this is like kind of a measuring stick game. And you could tell, like, all the players that are were out last week and out um, previously. Are starting to practice this week. I think I think this is a big, a really big game for them. And I see what you're saying. Like the Rams are next week, and that's a division rival. It's probably um, more important. But I think that this game does mean a lot to them because they also lost to these guys in the Super Bowl. And it's like Kansas City is known as being the cream of the crop in the NFL. So they lost um, by two stars to the Falcons. Hmm. They lost by two, like two touchdowns. Yeah, no, no, no. That, that's what I'm saying. They're looking. They were looking ahead. I think. Um, and honestly, yeah, like all these guys practicing this week, trying to get out there for this Sunday game. Um, that just tells me everything I need to know. Um, I think they're gonna really run the ball, try to control the clock, and if they're able to do that, they could win this game. And yeah, I could see them potentially winning this game for sure. Fair enough. I I, in, I I don't know. I don't know if you guys have heard, but I'm in a, a couple of fantasy football leagues. I don't know if you guys knew that, but uh, <laughs> there was a trade. trade? There was no. There was a trade that went down in one of the leagues, and it was. Tell me if this is a vetoable trade by the commissioner. It was Brandon. You weren't Ayu. involved. Wait, you weren't no, involved. I, I wasn't involved. I was. Not That's a involved. Christmas miracle. I know. I know. It's a <laughs> Halloween miracle, but uh, it was Brandon Ayuk. The 49ers defense and Nelson Aguilar in exchange for Justin Jefferson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a really, really, really strange trade, to be honest. I saw this happening in front of my eyes. I was like, what? And no, uh, not Nelson. Uh, Justin Jefferson is going to the third seed team in the league. Hmm. Yeah, it's, not a terrib- like- it's a terrible trade. It it's might warrant a, an investigation there. It should. I think collusion is afoot. But regardless, <laughs> Jose, what, but, uh, which game? Oh, sorry. Just one last thing about, about yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah. Like, both of these defenses are really good against the running game. They're both in the top six in uh, yards allowed. Uh, the 49ers are allowing only 3.3 yards per carry. And the Chiefs are allowing four yards per carry. So, I think, like, Stop both front teams seven. are going to have to. Yeah, exactly. Now, both teams are going to have to uh, rely on their passing game. And who do you think has the, the better passing game between San Francisco and Kansas City? I still think San Fran's the, their play calling when it comes to the run game. I think they're very unique and it's different. So I think they're going to throw some lucks at the Chiefs that they haven't seen too much. And if they yeah, have success see, doing that, that. Yeah. if also, they have success doing that, then they're going to control the clock and keep this game close. Um, and it might be a good idea to bench uh, Clyde Edwards Hiller. Yeah, the- <laughs> I can't afford. I can't afford to bench him because uh, my depth is. Zero. Oh, oh! Do you guys want to hear what my fantasy team is going through this week? Go for I've it. Got, 
I've got Adam Thielen <laughs> on by, Devontae Smith on by, Miles Sanders on by, Dallas Goddard on by, Allen Robinson on by, Cordell Patterson's on the IR, Elijah Mitchell's on the IR. I'm screwed. I'm so screwed. That's I okay. I have the Eagles on by, and I have the 49ers defense. I texted Jose this week. I said, do I drop the 49ers defense for the Jets defense? <laughs> and he goes, I didn't think I'd ever say this, but yes, because the Jets are playing the Broncos, who are horrific, and I have no faith in the 49ers defense against the Chiefs. I, refuse, being, I, have, I have the 49ers D2. I refuse to drop them. I, I, can't, I can't do it. I don't really care. Uh, this is a loss for me anyways, so... I have the eagle. I have the Eagles on by. So next week I'm sitting pretty. But Jose, what's your four o'clock game? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna go Jets Broncos just because it just mentioned. I think it's a good transition to talk about New York and Denver. Um, I was talking to Jeremy before we started recording. Uh, Jets fans are, are rolling on a, on a high here. The Jets are four and two, best start to the season since 2015. The team finally looks. Decent. Uh, some of their wins have been a little weird, a little fluky. But last week they they went into Green Bay and dominated. It was actually the largest uh, victory by a visiting team against a Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay at home. So it's actually really impressive that they were able to do that. The defense the looked offense. so good. The defense looked amazing. Like the, I mean, the Packers' offense hasn't done much this year, and they haven't looked good, but. The Jets looked really good last week. Yeah, I mean, I know that the Packers offense hasn't like been firing on all cylinders, but at the same time, like they, they did put up points against the Giants in London and they came back home and only scored 10 points. It's one of the lowest scoring they had at home uh, in the past like couple of seasons. I, I think that the front seven for the Jets is pretty good right now. Not the front seven specifically because the linebackers are so so. Quan Alexander has been a great like pickup for them close to the starting of the season, but I, I, Quinn and Williams, uh, John Franklin Myers, uh, Carl Olsen, everyone, even, even like Jermaine Johnson who's injured right now, uh, Sheldon rankings, like the Jets, they, Robert Sala believes in like a rotation of the defensive line. They don't want all of the big guys to play like over 70, 65% of the snaps because they want everyone fresh to be able to rush the passer. And it has been working so far. The Jets are one of the teams with the most pressures. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember, Quinian Williams had like an argument on the sidelines with coaches like a few weeks ago. And that was, uh, he was challenging the coaches to like not send blitzes, to just like rush for and drop everyone else. And it has been working. Like ever since then, the Jets have been the, the team that pressures uh, the most uh, across the league when only rushing four. So I think that bodes well against a, a, an offense that has been struggling a lot in Denver. The offensive line is mediocre at best. Um, Russell Wilson. I have no idea what's going on there. Maybe he's hurt. Maybe he's just not good anymore. Uh, he's the corniest person alive. Also. Oh, he's the worst. He's the worst. <laughs> he also, like, honestly, like, Russell Wilson's been bad and everything, but his receivers have been um, completely, like, disappointing, in my opinion, too. Yeah, like, if I you mean... watch them on um, Monday night, the they none of them were creating any separation, and – um, like, what can you do as a quarterback if that's the case? Yeah, no, for sure. and, and it's not going to get any easier because the Jets' corners have been playing really well. Like, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed, they, especially, I mean, the rookie, he was very t highly tutored coming out of college. I didn't expect him to be this good this early. But also Reed, like, no one's talking a lot about Reed because of Gardner, but I think he has been playing even better than, than the rookie. And he has been such a great addition, especially when you see guys like J.C. Jackson uh, struggling a lot in, in, in Los Angeles with the Chargers. So the Jets defense is, seems to be close to a complete package. Like I said, the safeties have been playing really well too. Like after the first couple of weeks, they were like historically bad. And then they settled in. They have been playing well, Joyner and Whitehead. Uh, it's just the linebackers that I don't trust a lot. But on, and on the flip side, the Denver defense is probably the best defense on the league. In the yeah, league there's... Right there's there's not going to be many points in this game, I don't think. I, I, I literally, I just think both teams are going to run the ball um, a lot. And honestly, like, Denver's the slight favorite in this one. And I feel like I bet against New York, both New York teams all the time. But I think Denver, uh, Denver's probably, I think they're going to win this game, to be honest. 
Yeah, I, 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 I think the Denver wins here too because it, they're, they're at home and that's a huge advantage, especially playing in Denver. It's never easy. I was actually checking and Denver has like, since 03, they have the third best home field advantage in the NFL with like 67% uh, win percentage, which is pretty big. Mm-hmm. They're, only, they're only behind uh, the, the Patriots and the Packers. But also, like, second-place Packers, the Jets went into Green Bay and won. So, I mean, that says something. But, I mean, I don't think that Denver is as bad as their record. Like, I mean, they are as bad as their record, but not as bad as the roster, if that makes any sense. I think that the offense, like you said, the wide receivers, they do have talent. I think that this might be the week that they figured it out a little bit. Uh, they're going to, like, they're going to destroy Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson is one of the worst quarterbacks when pressured right now. Uh, he's going to get pressured a lot. He, like Elijah Vera Tucker played right tackle again last week. He did, did not do that well against Rashawn Gary of the Packers. He's going to go against uh, Bradley Chubb probably this week and not going to be good for him. So I expect Zach Wilson to make a couple of mistakes and Denver to score like 10, maybe 14 points on the back of their defense. Like just like a couple pick sixes or maybe one. Pick really, six. a couple pick sixes, right? Yeah, I do. I, I do think. Uh, yeah, exactly. I do think that the Denver uh, defense is gonna score points in this game, and that. Yeah, I could see it. Be- I could see it. You know, okay. So Brees Hall has been kind of dominating the last few weeks. I think this is like like obviously I think he's gonna be good and he's got potential. But uh, if he like performs really well this week, then I think it's like okay, this guy's the real deal. Because I think Denver's defense is going to prepare for a lot of runs um, because that's what what they've been doing and how they've had success. So if he if he can ball out and get over 100 yards and like a score or whatever, then like I'd be like, okay, this guy's for real. Yeah, I know. If there is a weakness on that Broncos defense, it is against run. Like, they're not bad necessarily, but they have been allowing, like, 4.4 yards per carry, which, like, league average. They're top 15 in yards allowed as well. So, like, it's possible to run against them, but they're probably going to stack the box, like, eight-man boxes, maybe even nine-man boxes, and challenge Zach Wilson to win the game with his arm. And the passing game has not been working for New York. Elijah Moore is complaining on Twitter. He might even get traded soon. I'm not sure because he hasn't been getting a lot of targets. He got no targets last week. He's very upset about that. I mean, I, I don't see Zach Wilson. If, he, if Zach Wilson goes into Denver and beats that defense with his arm, then I'm going to believe the Jets are for real. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't see that you. happening. I agree with you. If they can, if they actually win this game on the, like, with their offense rather than their defense, then I'm going to sort of buy in. I'm I'm kind of already bought into their defense, so I need to see more from the offense if I'm going to buy in to the Jets. Yeah, agreed. What do you think, Ryan? Um, I think it's disrespectful that the Jets aren't favorites. They have the complete opposite um, record to the Broncos. I think it is going to be a battle of defenses. Uh, I think that's what it comes down to because I think neither quarterback is up to the challenge of – the defense standing in front of them. Um, but I, I like the Jets just because I, for some reason, the Broncos have just, like, fallen off. I, everybody was so high. And, like, I was thinking about this today. This is kind of switching gears. But, like, does the Broncos being so terrible make the AFC West not the best division in football anymore? They, they've been disappointing. The Ravens- but also – the Raiders, the Raiders are also terrible. I don't think so, the Raiders are as bad. I think it's just taking them a little you know, while to adjust. You, you um, know what's the best best uh, division in football? The AFC East. Well, no, but that's what I'm saying. I think the NFC, very well I think the NFC East. No, the AFC East. You said the, you think the AFC East is the best division Could in football? Be. I honestly think I think the AFC East the and the NFC East are one and two. Well, right now I think. You can make an argument that, um, yeah, the AFC East could be in that conversation for sure. Yeah, no team in the AFC East has a, a, a more losses exactly. than wins right now, and they are all like, I mean, in the playoff race. Let's say I don't believe the Jets are gonna make the playoffs, but all four teams in the AFC East could make the playoffs, and like the NFC East, the Commanders are not gonna make the playoffs. I don't. That's think. fair. 
But I will stick in the I will stick in the AFC West for my my game. You guys kind of took my my top two options, but I got to go with the Houston Texans, Las Vegas Raiders. Now it's not something that a lot of people might agree with, but here's why I'm taking it. I think this is the turning point for the Raiders. I think they're coming off of a bye week. They're playing the worst team, or who I think is the worst team in the league. I think. Josh Jacobs is one of the best quarter, uh, running backs in the league right now. He's going to slice and dice this Texans off, off, defense, offense, defense, and, and Carr's going to have a good game as well. I, I think this is the turning point for the Raiders, and that's why I'm picking this game because I think on paper the AFC West still is one the best division of football, and I think the Raiders deserve – um, a little more praise than they've been getting. I know their record doesn't reflect it, but I think this is the turning point for the Raiders, and that's why I'm picking it. I, I'm uh, I'm with you. On that. <laughs> I think I think the Raiders are going to win this game by a lot of points. Like I think this is like the turnaround point in their season. I'm not saying they're going to make the playoffs or anything, but this is just like a spot for them to to get right, as as people say. Um, they're seven point favorites. They're playing Houston, who Hasn't looked very good the last couple of weeks. Um, they're at home. They're coming off a bye. Both teams are coming off a bye, but um, Vegas is a much better team. I think they're going to win this game by double digits. Yeah, they have to. I was really high on the Raiders before the season. I remember I have, that. Yeah, I have a good friend don't who's forget. a, don't a forget. Vegas fan, and he's very upset at me. He was like, oh, you gave me hope, and now my team sucks again. I mean, I don't think they suck. Like, I, I think that, like, they almost beat the Chiefs, right? Yeah, I don't it's think just, they suck at all. I, I think, think that they're, they're not as bad as the, the record shows. We've been talking a lot about like how some teams are not what the record seems to be. So uh, the Raiders, to me, are one of those teams. I, I do think that they're better than Denver by a considerable margin, too. And I'm obviously going to pick them against the Texans, but they have to win and convince because they need to show that they're for real here. They need to show that the first five weeks have been a fluke, that they actually can contend. And to do that, they need to, like, beat the Texans by a, by a large margin, I guess. And I know the Texans have been struggling. They, Damian, Pierce is play, Damian Pierce is playing really well. Davis Mills has fallen back to worth. After last year, some people said that he might be the best quarterback from that class. Now no one's saying that anymore. Like, he hasn't been playing well. Obviously, they don't have talent around him. Brandon Cooks is good. I know that everywhere he goes, he produces, but he's not a number one wide receiver at this point. For the Texans, it's all about the draft. They're not playing for anything this year, so the Raiders need to win. Uh, Josh McDaniels has not shown he can win as a, as a head coach in the NFL. I know he made the playoffs with the Broncos once on the back of that Team Tebow season that was just bonkers. But after that, there has been nothing for him as a head coach. And he needs to show that he can. I, uh, my friend was complaining to me, and I agree with him, that Patrick Graham, who was the defensive coordinator for the Giants last year and did a great job under Joe Judge, has been really bad for the Raiders under Josh McDaniels. So that could reflect a little bit on the head coach because the Raiders have talent on the defense. Max Crosby is probably one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. I know that the safeties are young and Abram's not a good cover guy, but he's good in the box. He could be that extra man in the box. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, it all comes down to the like they're just underperforming. They have jo- Josh Jacobs. I know everybody wasn't high on on him going into the season, but he's a top five running back right now. And actually, say. you know what's crazy? It's like and he, they've, he, they've got they've got yeah. Devonte Adams, so they've got a top five guy. At, two of the most important positions. Derek Carr is a serviceable quarterback. I don't see why their record is the way it is. Yeah, no, you, you, you hit the nail on the head right there, actually. Like, it doesn't make sense because Josh Jacobs, I was pretty low on him, to be honest, before. But he's showing that he's, like, one of the better backs in the league, at least right now. And then Vontae's still putting up numbers and scoring touchdowns. Um, Darren Waller's been kind of a disappointment. Um, Hunter Renfro's been a disappointment. But they still have, like, uh, weapons and those guys have shown that they can make plays and, and be good players. So it really doesn't make sense. Um, but also, like, looking forward to the rest of the season, um, they've looked better in their last game against the Chiefs. They almost won that game. 
and they just have their bye, and now they can kind of turn flip the script and uh, turn their season around. They, if they win a couple games um, here, I don't know who they play next week. They play Houston, and then they play um, New Orleans, Jacksonville, Indianapolis. Like, they could put together a few wins here, and they could be right back in the race. So um, I, I have a weird stat for you guys. Chandler Jones has zero sex. Yeah, I, I saw it. He was eighty percent of snaps. He was all over Mahomes um, in that game, but he didn't didn't get to him throughout the whole game. I think this is the week that Jones and Crosby are gonna feast. Yeah, that game. I I just don't see that game being close, to be honest. No, I would tend to agree. The Houston players are gonna be at the casino all night. They're gonna, <laughs> they're gonna be partying. Doesn't even matter to them. So. We have Pittsburgh, Miami, and Chicago, New England. Um, we're kind of – I'm toggling between the two. I'm not – like, I, I think there's three really bad – well, even the Patriots aren't that – like, the Patriots are pretty good. Patriots are good. I think they've found their identity at this point, to be honest. I think they're like, – around completely. Their defense looks good. Their offense is looking good. Um, the cornerbacks on New England every single year, it doesn't matter who they are, they always, yeah, uh, really well. It's crazy. I hate, I hate to say this, Jeremy, though, but I think that both of these primetime games, like the, the NFL, did not do a good job of primetime games this year, and I don't think this this week is any exception. I think it's pretty clear that the Miami Dolphins are going to thump the Steelers and the Patriots are going to walk all over the Bears, so I'm not. As much as I look forward to primetime, uh, this week for me personally, it, it, it seems like it's almost written in the stars that it's going to follow the trend of primetime games this year not being as exciting as they usually are. It's the I agree. Of Tua. Let, let, let's hear about from, from Jeremy about the return of Tua. Um, well, the return, I'm very happy about it because obviously we've lost three straight games, so we need – a little spark, but now all our guys are coming back. Armstead's going to be back this week. Uh, Howard's back. Tyreek and Waddle still balled out without Tua. Now Tua's back. Um, I think this week is going to be, I say it to people, I've been saying it to people, like this is like the start of our season, I feel like. Um, we're three and three right now. Um, we got our quarterback back. We got our team back. We got a really easy schedule for the next five, six weeks. So this is our chance to really make a make a push and show the league what we're capable of. And and Tua's three and zero this season, and by the end of the next four or five weeks, I think there's a chance that he could be seven seven and one or six and two, um, which is which is crazy. And and it, these past three weeks, we've seen um, how much the Dolphins miss Tua, <laughs> which which people before the season are like calling this guy trash, which obviously bothered me but <laughs> what I will say is that I think Tyreek Hill deserves more respect I think a lot of what a lot of his talent was chopped up to the fact that his quarterback was Patrick Mahomes but right now he leads the league in yards and has had three different quarterbacks in six games he's QB proof honestly I, I saw that and uh it's true anyone who plays quarterback with him uh, did, you that, uh, did you guys see that? Did you guys him talking about that? Like one report, one Miami reporter went to him and said, "Like, uh, how do you feel about like having to produce with uh, Teddy Bridgewater and the center, or maybe Skylar Thompson?" And he looked the reporter dead in the eyes and said, "I could produce with you." Yeah, <laughs> true though. It's actually true. Yeah, I I could throw like 200 yards at least with Tyreek Hill in my lineup. All right, Josie. All right, calm it, calm it down a little bit. But anyway, and, and, and you guys say I'm the one with the hot takes. <laughs> but anyways, how scared are you that Tua is going to come back in a primetime game, Jeremy? And like every time my Steelers player comes near him, how, oh, I'm gonna, how is your, yeah. How I'm going to have a heart, I'm gonna heart attack every time. But um, well, luckily, TJ Watt's not playing. Um, yeah. Second... Did you, uh, Jose, I know you follow PFF, but did you see one of our offensive linemen had a PFF grade of 1.5 last week? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it was the worst thing ever. Very I, good. <laughs> I could not believe it. Um, our offensive line is concerning. Um, it looks a lot better when Armstead's in there, but last week was the biggest uh, disaster ever. And if he has, I'm, I'm a little worried for that, like in that sense. 
but I also think he's well aware of everything that's going on now. And he even said today that um, he's not used to maybe throwing it away sometimes, but he's going to start uh, working on that and avoiding the big hits that he that he faces constantly. Um, but yeah, do you guys want to talk about the Steelers? They got um, yeah, for sure. I want to I, 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 I want to take the chance to talk just uh, quickly about their secondary. Like all of their starting cornerbacks are featured in the injury report right now. Cam Sutton, Akilo Witherspoon, Le- Levi Wallace, they're all like limited or full practice. Like Le- Wallace should be coming back. He had a concussion. And Is Minka practice. playing too? Oh. Minka uh, practiced yesterday on a limited capacity as well. So he might play. We're not sure yet. But like if, like all four of these guys don't go. Wallace is probably going to play. But if Witherspoon, Sutton, and, and Fitzpatrick don't Yeah, they're play, in big trouble. They're in big the, trouble the, coming up. Who is going to play for throw for 500 yards well i don't know about that but coming off a big win against like tampa i think they're they're in, in big trouble this week i really do. Kenny, i don't know Kenny Pickett is also like limited he, he had a concussion yeah he practiced yesterday but he's in the concussion protocol See, that doesn't make sense to me though like teddy bridgewater couldn't practice till thursday after he got injured because they wanted to be cautious about his concussion but then kenny pickett can come back on the Wednesday, and his was, like, actually confirmed a concussion. Teddy Bridgewater did not get a concussion confirmed. It's because no one trusts the Dolphins. But it wasn't the Dolphins. Don't even get me started. (laughs) But But it just didn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I don't know. Like, I I understand. The Dolphins are favored by a touchdown, I think, right? What's the line? Seven, yeah. They're favored by a touchdown. So, yeah, I'm taking the Dolphins and the line because, honestly, like, I don't see how the Steelers are going to... Me too. I don't think they could stop our receivers. And um, also for the next game, I think New England's going to, like, destroy the, the Bears. I just think <laughs> they're going to run That's all, all the analysis we're going to do. Honestly, I think that's all the analysis that needs to be made. Like, the Bears are a dumpster fire, and that's being nice. If, they, guys... can go in, if they go into New England and win this game, then I don't know. I, I This league doesn't make sense to me. I'll <laughs> surrender. I will surrender my spot on the podcast if that happens. Okay. <laughs> All right. Did well, you see the, we're gonna have to find see... another host, which is, which is me. <laughs> <laughs> did you see? Did you guys see Belichick going for like six minutes, seven minutes, talking about the best? Like he knew every single player. He was very like he's super high on on everyone. Like a bunch of guys are not doing very well. Like Vilus Jones, the rookie, he was like super comp- like high on him, and he has struggled a lot, especially in regards to special teams. He had a fumble last week and. Like Belichick loves special teams. He loves players that are reliable on special teams. Oh yeah, he'll be he'll be on the the Patriots one day. Don't worry, don't you worry. But he has been terrible on special teams. That's but that's what Belichick does. Like he always speaks highly about the other team and then goes in and trash them. Yeah. Well, what's it called? Um, I saw a tweet. It was like uh, it showed like all of uh, Belichick's quotes, and it was like, oh yeah, the Bears are scoring zero points this week. Yeah, I would honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they drop another goose egg. Uh, the, the Patriots defense has been playing really well. Like you said, the secondary, it doesn't seem to matter who's playing. It doesn't. Like always at top of the PFF charts. It's super, super impressive. And and now like JC Jackson left and he's he's struggling in, in LA. So we, I wonder how much we can attribute to like the system, right? Oh, for it's sure. But also like, the Patriots were able to stop the Browns run game last week and the Bears that's the only way they can score points realistically like if they can run the ball so I just don't know how they're going to score points in this game and I mean their run defense isn't too bad but New England is is so good in the running game and and Mac Jones is coming back too is that a good thing I don't even know at this point Riot Riot would roll with Zappi right because he hasn't hey, lost a game. He's yet. undefeated. Okay. Crazy stat. He's undefeated. No, he's two and one, I think. Is he? Is he? No, 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 no. He's two and oh. Denied. Well. Objection. He's two and oh. And he's the first quarterback in the Super Bowl era to have a two and oh start and also register an above 100 passer rating in each of those two starts. Wow. No, honestly, I think he's looked really good. So, I mean, I'm not, I'm a big. Mac Jones, Tater, to be honest. 
But they I confirmed, don't think he's dead. Yeah, they, they confirmed today that Mac Jones, if he's healthy, he's going to play. I disagree with that. I mean, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of like uh, they used the first round pick on Mac Jones, so can't really give up on him yet, I don't think. He's also he took you got he took them to the playoffs last year, like he was 10 and 7. Um he hasn't looked great this year, but I think we haven't really, since, we haven't really seen injured, him though. Huh? No, I know really since he's been injured, year. I think the team's really figured stuff out. And I don't think Bailey Zappi or Zap, whatever, um, has played a major role in that. Like I think Mac Jones could come in there and play just as well. Do you guys yeah, think that fair. the NFL features the Patriots in prime time against bad teams on purpose? Just, just so <laughs> they can look good? Like, Actually, it's it's not a bad point. It's really not a bad point. Uh, yeah, um, I, mean, I think people thought the, the Bears were going to be a little better this year, no? <laughs> no, like they didn't add it. Like, <laughs> all everyone said during the offseason was like the Bears haven't done enough to build around Justin Fields. What's the line here? Seven and a half? I think it's eight now. It's going up. Eight now? I think it's going to be a double-digit game, but also I could down. see, like, just both teams running the ball, not a lot of points being scored, and eight points is, is a lot in in any game. So, I don't know. There's one part of me that says the Patriots are going to blow them out, and then there's another part of me that says that this game could be, like, 6-3 final. Yeah, it's I really – I would be – well, now my job's on the line. Um, if the Patriots, <laughs> if the Patriots lose, I might not be able to show my face here, but, uh, you can't see it anywhere. So that's okay. true. That's true. Um, I think that's about it, right? We're, we're at the, uh, Monday night primetime game Patriots for me over the Chicago bears. Anybody else have anything else to add? No, yeah. I'm know. taking the Patriots too, for sure. Yeah. I think we're all on the Patriots. Um, we're all on the dolphins and yeah. I think that's everything for the week. Okay. Well, there you have it. Those are, that's our preview for week seven of NFL action. Um, join us, I guess, next week for the recap. Um, trying to see if any of our, our predictions were correct. Uh, I'm Ryan Watson, joined by Jeremy and Jose, guys. Say your goodbyes, and uh, we'll see them next week. Thanks, Ryan. Uh, thanks for everyone that listened. See you guys next week. Yep, thanks to everyone. Um, and we'll, we'll see you next week. We'll be also talking about a little trade deadline um, coming up in the next couple of weeks. So maybe we'll talk about some trade targets and where they could be going. Um, but thank you guys for joining us. <laughs>